Here in the primary world, we have things called polar bear clubs. These ridiculous but intriguing events often involve old, generally hairy men fleeing the warmth of their retirement facilities or ice fishing shacks and diving into frigid waters like, you guessed it, polar bears. It seems in Tolkien's secondary world men had not yet descended into such feats. They respect the cold. They respect its power to hinder their lives and whatever fell things ride upon it. I'm talking, of course, about the Lossoth. Their home of Forakel Bay is an unforgiving one, and the Lossoth, not unlike the Inuits of Canada or the semi-people of Scandinavia, are at odds with their homeland most of the year. This week, we'll see what makes that frigid bay home, and hopefully not fall in. It's Forakel on Beneath Your Feet. Here in Surikila, the bay dominates your view. There are ridges and mountains to the north and west. To the south, nothing but water and ice. Permafrost is the word. It is freaking cold year-round in these parts, and even in the more hospitable southerly regions, bordering the hills of Evendom, the winter is as unforgiving as a ring wraith without his bling. The Lawsoth manage, though. They eke out a life and a relatively comfortable one at that. Here in the big city, there is not as much activity as one would expect of a capital even a meager one so far north. All of the active hunters and fishermen are further south around the bay or in the sparse evergreen forests beyond. Most in Surikila seem to be content with holding up in their massive huts made of hide and wood or passing off their responsibilities to us travelers who are kind enough or big enough suckers or desperate for experience points enough to take on the tasks. The snowmen, however, seem to be aware that some curse lays on these lands. They talk about the Iron Crown and the Witch King with hushed reverence and with good reason. Forakel, you see, refers to the bay and its cape. And in Lotro, it's not even the bay. It's just the southernmost part of it. The cape is nowhere to be found. It's really part of a region called Forodwyth, the northern wastes. Wastes because, well, there's not a lot there. The northern land was ravaged by its own frozen geography and its habitation by the real Dark Lord Morgoth in the First Age. Forakel and Greater Forodwyth are the remnants of the terrible land that spawned from the Great Sea to the Blue Mountains. The snowmen, lesser men as it were, probably showed up sometime in the Second Age and have been hanging around ever since. Who knows? Maybe some Valar left a trail of deer meat for them to follow, just so they could be there to take the ring from Arvidui. Looking from my perch at the edge of the ice, I can barely make out another settlement on the other side of this part of the bay's narrowest point. Who would want to live there, I don't know or care. Probably some fool trying to start a polar bear club. Tolkien didn't give us a whole lot to go on with Forakel, just a map and a story of the last king. Looking at that map, though, it is plain to see that if the west of Middle-earth is a fictionalized medieval Europe, then Forakel in the bay would have to be Scandinavia. With that in mind, Turbine made Lotro's Forakel very much like Finland, from the language of the Lossoth to the topography. Most notable of all of these, to me anyway, are the glacial crevasses of Yakuru. 
Fitting with the idea of fanciful prehistory are the various beasts that inhabit the icy wastes. Mastodons, saber-toothed cats, and ice giants. But I'm here for the bay, and that bay means dead ships and those weird Lossoth, weirder than the rest of them who like to ice skate on it. On the far side of the bay is where the biggest event in its freezing history lays. I make my way down from that supposed polar bear camp, they haven't done any skinny dipping yet, to the site where the tomb of Varvedui, last king, remains. The story goes that Arvedui, the last king of Arnor, was driven by evil forces of Angmar to hide in the Blue Mountains. Apparently having run out of cave claws and rats to eat, he took to the north and was taken in by the more or less untrusting snowmen. Círdan, the lord of the Grey Havens, decided to help Arvedui out and sent a ship full of his finest mariners to the Ice Bay. But if you've ever seen or read Frankenstein, you know that ice and ships don't readily mix. And despite the superstitious warnings of the Lossoth, Arvedui boarded, the ice crushed the ship, and the last king, along with his palantir, sleep with the fishes. That is, if there are fishes who can stand the blasted cold. This did not, however, happen before Arvedui could pass on the ring of Barahir, which, as we know from the books and some clever session play, was traded to a band of rangers and passed on to one Aragorn, son of Arathorn, as an heirloom. If you've done the session play, then you know that the ranger's trip to Forakel to retrieve Barahir's ring was not a simple affair. The ring of Barahir is a very special and significant emblem for many reasons. It is not, like the namesakes of our favorite novel, a ring of power. It was simply a gift. At the Battle of Sudden Flame way back in 455 of the First Age, one Finrod Felagund, Lord of Caves, found himself in a pickle. When he was heroically rescued by Barahir and his men, he gave that valiant man a ring as a gift of eternal friendship between their houses. The ring passed to Baron, his famous son, and so on down the line of Numenorians to Elendil, and from Elendil to his sons down to Arvedui. Once this wary guild was recovered, it continued to pass down the line of kings in exile. Somehow, the ship of Arvedui is still there in its snowy, watery grave. Some say the ghost of Arvedui still lingers here, frozen in time. Some say its holds are full of relics meant to be borne away by the elf mariners. No way I'm getting in that water to find out, though. In fact, I think it's about time to wrap it up and get back to someplace habitable. There are dwarves in Forakel. No, it didn't make much sense to me either, but then I took a look at a map. You see, the part of Forakel we explore in Lotro is at the tail end of the Blue Mountain Range, and, as those of you who listened to episode 2 will know, <clears throat> the Arid Luin are full of dwarf ruins. Why shouldn't some dwarves of Thorns Hall head up to this frozen tundra in search of historical relics and, of course, those wonderful gems that are sure to be somewhere beneath the permafrost of this otherwise rocky land? So, once again, the game makers managed to fit something new in that cozy slump between the possible and the probable in the digital Middle-earth. I think a little more on life here in the frozen wastes. It is a lonely life and a trying one, but a life lived well by a people dedicated to the endless competition with their lands. It is a reminder, an arrow pointing to a simpler and more difficult life lived for centuries in our own world, as in much of Middle-earth, the Lossoth are a folk whose identity is found in their land. Just as hobbits belong in the Shire and dwarves under mountains, the snowmen are only so because of their home, something we've lost here in these latter days of the rapidly shrinking and ever-moving primary world. In any case, it's time for me to leave the snowmen and head on to other places, warmer, kindlier, and without polar bears. I'll take what lessons I can, those as only snow and history can bring, and move it to a place more suited for a softy like me.
This has been Episode 7 of the Beneath Your Feet podcast. I want to encourage you to check out the blog at LotroBeneathYourFeet.com where you can read the show notes and find out more about this episode and the featured music. You can find out where the next episode will take us, subscribe on iTunes, and join the Beneath Your Feet Facebook page. As always, you can email screenshots, comments, suggestions, and anything else to me. The address is shipwreck at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Shipwreck, and we'll see you next time when we go beneath your feet. Say, I'm my soul.